Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Be Relentless podcast. I'm Relentless Coach Jake. I'm going to keep this nice, short, and sweet so we can get straight into it because I don't want you to miss any part of this episode. It was a, a great conversation, had a lot of fun with our guest. And, you know, we finished up a little bit later last night than I thought. Um, I'm mostly recording this after the show so we didn't eat up too much time. But the time we got done training, talked some shop, got the podcast done. I got a workout in after that, finished up around 12 a.m. It's now 4 a.m. So sort of burning the candle at both ends. Um, but about to start coaching soon and I want to get this together and out to you as quick as I could. And speaking of coaching, I just have one announcement before we get into the show. And as of March 1st, when this podcast goes up and is live, so depending when you're listening to this, they may or may not be available. They tend to go pretty quick. But I'm opening up three availabilities for private one-on-one coaching with myself at Relentless Gym. So if you're keen on getting after it, building a relentless body and mind and want to work with me directly one-on-one, please email me jake at iamrelentless.com.au. Send me an email and we can get after it and get to work. If our gym and uh, Relentless Gym and Relentless School of Pro Wrestling, if our facility is a little bit too far out west of Melbourne for you, you can always head to our membership site, iamrelentless.com.au, where you can follow our proven training methods, our mindset principles and everything you need, our programs, nutrition tips, all you need to get after it and build a relentless body and mind, please head to iamrelentless.com.au. Now, my guest here, (laughs) look, he's an absolute pleasure to train, he is an incredible athlete, I'm very... Very proud to be able to be part of his development in the pro wrestling world. Um, and like I said, he's, he's an incredible athlete. But what's even better is his attitude and he's just an even an even greater person. It was an absolute pleasure to sit down and have a chat with one half of Big Dude Energy pro wrestler, Ricky Gilmore. Give it a listen. Give it a share. Make sure you go follow him along. Check it out. And guys, keep getting after it. Be relentless and let's go. How did the, have you always been into golf? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started super young. Like that was dad's thing. And me, I was growing up like dad's best mate. Like I wanted to do everything that dad did. So like he'd have his clubs and he'd just get the handsaw out and cut them down to size. Cause I was like all of three foot, nothing couldn't use these ones. So he'd handsaw them down and I'd go to the driving range with him and just hit balls all day. But then like we kind of figured out seven, eight years old. It's like, Oh no, Connor's actually left-handed. <laughs> dad's clubs don't work for him i gotta buy him like a proper set now so wow kept going from there that's cool just come a little bit closer to the mic so just so you can yeah just talk a little bit closer into it um oh that's cool so you're you're left-handed yeah yeah so i'm left-handed as well left with everything you know those people's like oh i'm left-handed with golf but like i'll kick a 40 with my right i'm one of those people <laughs> you're a freak i don't know how you do that so i yeah, I'm left-handed. I write with my left hand. I cut with my left hand, but everything else is right. 
No, I'm... until until recent, I, f- I figured something out. So, um, yeah, so I kick right foot. I can kick with my left. I'm pretty decent kick with my left. Um, but yeah, I punch with my right. Everything's right. But what I recently figured out, um, see, I was the opposite. My dad like loved hunting and fishing and all that, and I'd I'd go because you know I want to spend time with my dad, and it was fun. But as a young kid, I didn't really care too much about what. Like, he was still wanted to rather, like, play home, like, stay home and play with my wrestlers or play with some Lego shit. That was me. Yeah, no, it was funny because, like, wrestling was the one thing that dad didn't get me. Yeah, and, like, like <laughs> that, that was my one thing. Like, this is this is mine and mine only. Whereas, like, coming from a Greek family, it's like, you're going to play soccer. So, like, eight years old, you're going to play soccer and, like, that's all you're going to do, yada, yada, yada. And I remember, like, being in tears one day because it was, like, all the boys at school played footy. I was like, I want to play footy, dad. Like dad's not gonna dad's not gonna approve. Dad wants me to play soccer because like that's the Greek thing. Like Greek kids don't play soccer. They play don't play footy. They play soccer. Yeah. So I was like, Mom, how am I gonna tell him? How am I gonna just tell him? He'll he'll be okay with it. Like yeah, it's fine. He's fine with it. Oh, we're diehard Collingwood supporters. So I was like, I'm gonna play footy. He's like, yeah, okay, you're gonna go play for the Pies one day. As long as you play for the Pies, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's all right. But um, yeah. So I, I never really wanted to go fishing and all that i did but yeah my, my dad was a hunter everything was hunting all the time but up to recently i've sort of gotten into it and long story short i've um i'm trying bow hunting right. just because it's hard as fuck and you know it's it's just i like challenge i like challenging myself and pushing for the hard things but so i got my wife bought me this bow for um christmas and it was an empty ampidextrous bow and I was trying with my right because everything's right. I do like shoot with my right, everything. And I'm like, fuck, trying to figure it out. And I could not hit a target. I tried like 30 times, could not hit. I'm like, what is fucking wrong with me? And I'm like, I'll try my left just, just for shits and giggles. Try my left and I fucking got it straight in. I was like, okay, so something that I can do left-handed here besides like right and cut. Like, fuck. Is the worst thing with bow hunting like after you shoot the arrow, like, oh, I got to go retrieve that now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so like shooting a shotgun or you know a rifle, where you just that's it. Yeah, you have to go. <laughs> get, yeah, get your arrows. But um, yeah, it's hard. Um, but it's addictive. It's really addictive. That's um, the thing. Like whenever you find something new and you're like, this is I'm super motivated to do this. This is all I'm gonna do for the next six months. It's addictive. You're you get, right because you, you just you obsessed. see. <laughs> but like when you start to see that slow progression and that slow improvement, you're like, yes, now this is getting fun. I'm getting better at this. That's it. So we played footy. Did you end up going down and playing soccer? Did yeah, I, well? I played soccer for like four years, like eight through to eleven, I think it was. Cool. And then I moved over to footy. I played like two, three years of footy. Stopped doing everything through high school. So. Weirdly, I was like, in high school, I'm just going to focus on my studies. Did nothing and became like chubby kid. Like short. Wow. Yeah, short chubby. See, this is cool because I don't know too much like about your background and yeah. pieces. But um, for me, like, because when people come into wrestling school, we can tell like, oh, you you have an athletic background. Because, um, you know, I can just tell by the way people move. Like you've done something, you've played footy, you're some sort of athlete, you've done something. So that's interesting that all through high school, like you were the chubby kid. It was such a shift to go from like in primary school, I was the athletic kid and then I stopped every, like switch of a button. I just stopped everything and yeah, just kind of packed on like the chubby boy kilos, you know, you're going through puberty and stuff like that. And I wasn't, wasn't doing anything athletic. So I just kind of got chubby rather than muscular as the other kids did. And when did that change? Um, probably the big change was going into year 12. Um, 
I remember like that summer period, I was like, I got to do something now. And like, everyone's got like this deep and meaningful journey to going to the gym and getting athletic. And I think you're laughing because you know where this is going. Yeah. But like, my story was, I need to change something now because I'm like five foot nothing, 80 kilo chubby Greek boy. No girls ever want to go out with me. Like, I got my formal this year. I'm going to have to ask someone out. Like, no one's going to go out with me now. So I got to get jacked. Like, yeah, I got to get jacked. Like, that was my story. And then obviously you go through the progression of like learning what gym is and all, all that journey. But yeah. yeah, my story was I got to go to the gym because otherwise no one's going to go out with me. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. Like, it should be. It doesn't always have to have some, oh, I got sick and then to get over it, I had to start working out and change my whole life around. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, I wanted to get some chicks and yeah. work out. <laughs> yeah, when you're like 17 years old, you're going through puberty. Like, that's where your mind's at. So, But that, that's good. Though. Like, you obviously, you know, reflected on yourself um, and realized you need to make a switch. You know, whatever the motivation is, we'll have different motivations on what we want to do and what we want to, you know, get in this, you know. Being a young kid just through puberty, it was chicks, so. Yeah, and it's it's really funny. Like, if I if I see people from high school these days who haven't seen me in, God, what is it, like nine years now? So I'm 27 now, yeah, nine years. Like, going from that chubby boy who was doing, like, specialist math, physics, chemistry, that was my thing. And they, they see me now, and I'm, like, tatted up, wrestler, going to the gym and stuff like that. Who is this guy? You're, you're not the guy that I knew from high school. Wow, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. And obviously, once that, once you made that switch, there's, there's no going back. So how did you, obviously, did you end up asking someone out? No, it, it was just, <laughs> like, I, I thought it would be like, yeah, I'm confident now I'm going to be, but it, it never worked like that. It was still to this day, I still think sometimes I'm that five foot nothing chubby Greek boy and I got to overcome those fears. And, and I think what I've gotten better at through my adulthood is, we see these fears and, and you have these insecurities about yourself, but making a conscious decision to say, I'm going to go fight through this. Whereas like younger me was like, I'm insecure. No, I can't do this. Now it's, I'm insecure. I still feel this way. I can still have all those same feelings, but saying, no, 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 it's not going to get me now and make a conscious call to go fight through it. And I think yeah. that's been the biggest shift in mentality sort of. Definitely. I probably would have happened about 20, 25 years old, I reckon. 24, 25 years old was that big shift for me. Yeah. And that, you know, something we were just talking about for, on the, before we started recording this was before a match, you want all these things run through your head. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. What am I doing? Like, I shouldn't be in the ring and all this stuff runs through your head. And you set through the curtain and it's fine. Um, but that's the same with like everything in life. Like, even now, like driving to a first date with someone, I'm like, I can't do this. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this having a match like i can't do this why am i doing this i went back to footy training last year and that the season didn't really go ahead because of covid but like going to training i'm like why am i doing this again like i don't want to i'm nervous to go to training why is this happening but fight through it that's it and that's the thing like we all have those feelings yeah um but yeah it's a decision to push through i think that's what happens um so you didn't play you've gone back to footy you're still playing footy now no, now now wrestling's hundred and ten percent. We had we had a pracky match last year and first first contest got tackled in the back, dropped down, and it was like one of those pitches where it was like cricket season going into footy season. So the middle of the middle of the field was still like rock hard. Oh uh, yeah. And I got like tackled in the back, dropped to my knee, and like cracked a bone just below my patella. I was like, I can't. I can't do this yeah. and do wrestling at the same time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one, one of them's going to have to. And I remember like asking Josh, I was like, 
because he, he played footy as well and he was chopping and changing. I was like, how did you do it? Like, how, how are you playing footy? And like, he's like, I didn't give up footy. <laughs> like, give it up now. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do both consistently. So I was like, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I remember he, he made that choice. It's like wrestling or footy because they're both very physically taxing on your body. Um, and it's sort of, you know, he came down to what he wanted more. But he still jumped in there, like, just for training, just, you know, pre-season, stuff like that, just for his cardio, just because yeah. he wanted to lean up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't think he played any any games. Yeah. So, you didn't play through all high school. When was it when you sort of got back into it? Um, I played one year at 18. And I think I'm very self-aware. So, I know I wasn't very good at footy. So, I played half a season at 18. I was like, I suck at this. We were pl- I was playing for a team that we'd get belted by like 200, 300 points a game. I remember I got dragged down by my mate. He's like, yeah, come down. We need players. We need players. And I showed up to this random ground, didn't know anyone, didn't know the team name, didn't know the team we were playing, didn't have any kit. Text my mate. I'm like, yep, I'm here at the ground. Where are you? He's like, I'm not coming in today. Punched a wall last night. I broke my hand. I'm not playing footy this year. (laughs) I was like, shit, I'm going to play footy with a bunch of guys that I I don't even know, right? And rocked up. They look me up and down. They go, yeah, you look like you're, you're in kind of good shape. Like, can you run out of game? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I haven't played footy since I was like 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to play you on ball today. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the first half and we were down by like 120 at halftime. And then like we get, in, we get in the locker room at halftime and the boys go like, yeah, we're playing really well today. We were down 200 at halftime last time we played this team. Like we're playing really well today, guys. As they're doing that, like all the coaches, all the players light up durries in the oh locker room. God. And I look, I remember having this moment where I looked around. I was like, yeah, no wonder why this team fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I text my mate after the game, what the fuck have you gotten me into? I ended up playing like eight games for the team or something like that. But, I feel like games a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, like I got myself into it. I was like, I'm because I joined halfway through the season. I was like, I'm going to play out the rest of the season. And then I think the last game of the season... Dad, dad hadn't come to any of my games all season. And it was the last game of the season. He's like, all right, fine. Last game of the season, I'm going to come watch you play. I'm like, dad, don't come. Like, we get belted by 200 points every game. It's like, no, 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 no. You've been playing all year, like, for half the season. I'm going to come watch you play. First quarter, bang, hip and shoulder to the nose. Concussion, out the rest of the game. <laughs> so I was like, dad, you jinxed me. Never come to any of my athletic endeavors ever again. Wow. Oh my god! So you also cost a few injuries through footy. Have you have you got any through wrestling yet? No, actually, the injuries in footy are the two that I said, like the small crack on the knee and the concussion. Other than that, pretty scot free. Outside of everything else, nothing. Never had a serious break in anything. Never torn a muscle. Never done. Knock on wood. Now that yeah, I say this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to end up doing something. But I've never had anything. I think we all get like those little niggles here and there. Like you go to the gym. Oh, strained this or done this but nothing yeah knock on wood i don't want to jinx myself at this point and that's like you know credit to you because you obviously strength trained for such a long time now um so your body is pretty well protected and i'm still like i'm I'm actually like blown away because i'm like all right he's done all these sports like through high school and all this stuff and i'll figure it out what he's done and yeah it's just like you've done nothing through high school like what the fuck yeah um you played footy primary school uh, as you were growing up, what were you exposed? Like, did your parents expose you to like a, a few like multiple like different sports? Or Was it just really footy that you played? No, it was soccer. So like, yeah, every time we'd go to like a family barbecue, dad and like the uncles it was always soccer. Just soccer. So, so soccer, always... footy. Did you and play then, anything else? 
summer you play like a bit of backyard cricket, the standard stuff. Standard but it was stuff, it was yeah. never like exposed to anything serious. But yeah, yeah. Then I think eight years old, you hit the age. It's like all right, you're old enough now. You can sign up for any sport. What sport do you want to play? <laughs> soccer. You're playing soccer. It's like, all right, fine. I'll play soccer. So that wow, that was it. As we see, you look and training you as well. Like you're a very um, athletic bird, like very naturally athletic. Um, so usually <laughs> what happens is you're exposed to a lot of um, sports at a young age. You know, gymnastics, martial arts, dance are usually the, the big ones that have a lot of variety. Um, obviously, you've done a bit. Soccer, footy, it is a bit there. But, you know, I'm still just shocked, like, nothing through high school. <laughs> then you're just like, oh, I'm going to get some chicks. I'm going to get Jack now. And then you just haven't looked back. Um, I can show you some photos. You'd be like, no way. I don't know fuck it is. We'll fucking put these photos up. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think the big change was, I think it would have been around um, 20 years old. I started working in a bodybuilding gym. And I was doing, like, graveyard shift, just working behind the desk. But being exposed to a few guys who were like serious bodybuilders, like IFBB pros and doing competitions, you kind of get sucked into that lifestyle. Like, hey, this is how you meal prep. This is how you train. This is the intensity you train at. This is all the stuff that you do. So I absorbed that from those guys. And that's kind of where like the bodybuilding platform came in. So like, you know, I'd go to like the bodybuilding expos, all that stuff, learn how to train like hypertrophy, high reps, high intensity, really fatigue the muscle. Um... But then like the athletic stuff, I actually think that probably came, I think it would have been 22 or 23. I actually did CrossFit for about nine months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I went to a CrossFit gym and really, and the whole reason I did CrossFit was because like I was watching wrestling and like my favorite wrestler, Seth Rollins, that was, that was his thing. He was doing CrossFit. Yeah. He was doing CrossFit and he's posting his workouts. Like, that's cool. Like, uh, but like in the bodybuilding community, it was always like CrossFit's not real, like CrossFit's rubbish like shit yeah. form shit exercises what the hell are you guys doing and i remember looking at these exercises and going hey that's actually kind of interesting like it looks like there's there's something there to it and i was like you know what? if i'm gonna dip it i may as well try it first and see what it's about i'm not i'm not gonna disrespect something i've never been exposed to so i'm gonna try it first give it a genuine crack see what it's about and actually kind of like fell in love with it by accident kept doing it for nine months and that really kind of changed the whole athletic side of my my physique if that makes sense yeah so like like it was like the bodybuilding stuff and i was still like not functional whatsoever so i was doing all these bodybuilding movements but yeah like wouldn't be able to go up the stairs (laughs) and then all of a sudden i do crossfit i was like oh i feel feel so much better i think i dropped like eight nine kilos but all my lifts went up and like i think i was 85 kilos at one point squatting like 210 and like benching 150 doing clean and jerks like 130 snatch like 90 kilos, like all these ollie lifts and they really helped sort of that functional movement. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and CrossFit, look, it does get a bad rap and a lot of that comes from just like bad, it's like anything like that gets you know popularized, it trickles down. Um, and it's the same thing with like bodybuilding, strength training and, you know, whatever it is. If it, it trickles down and you end up getting bad coaches, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, you know, CrossFit done right is great. Mm. And it's its own sport in itself. Yeah. And I think even the the rap for it is like, as so much is driven out of social media and you see like some of the stuff that only gets posted is the two extremes. It's either the absolute best of CrossFit or it's the absolute worst. And like, hey, this is terrible CrossFit form. And people post it on social media, you get a bit of a laugh out of it and it gets a bad reputation from that. But if you actually go to a CrossFit gym and you see what 
fundamental foundational CrossFit is. It's nothing like those videos you see. It's it's very, you know, you still deadlift, you still squat, you still bench press. It's all very super simple movements. And then you just put them in random sequences to really challenge your body. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and I think the best thing that CrossFit has done is just um, the mobility side of things. You know, like people like Kelly Starrett has popularized that. Um, it's done wonders for people's, you know, pre-movement preparation, warming yeah. up correctly and just being able to fucking move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because for so long it was just, you know, everyone bought those um, Arnold Schwarzenegger encyclopedias and following that standard bodybuilding split, you know, hypertrophy program. And, you know, like yourself, you're barely able to move or walk upstairs. Uh, I think that's one thing that CrossFit done great. It's just like opening people up to mobility and, you know, just being able to function better as a human. Um, but yeah, it does get some, there, there yeah. are some fucking funny videos out there, man. <laughs> There's some bad, but CrossFit done right is great. Uh, yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think what I got most out of it was like the cardio aspect and getting my heart rate up for certain periods, which was relatively new for that kind of body that I'd created that wasn't sort of footy or soccer. Granted, like doing soccer at eight years old, very different to doing CrossFit at 22. Yeah. Um, but get my heart rate up. That was super different. So going from a hundred kilo bodybuilder, five foot eight to all of a sudden dropping sort of 10 kilos of just nothing. Yeah. It was, like this is unnecessary. You need to be as efficient as possible. Dropping 10 kilos. It just, it just made me way more efficient, way more yeah, sort of functional. Definitely. And I actually remember like I probably got as aesthetic as I've ever been doing CrossFit as well. Cause I came from that bodybuilding base and then just shredded down and I remember like going to the beach. I was like, I feel good, man. This is like the first moment I was like, this is why I started getting into the bodybuilding. So I could go to the beach and go pick up chicks. That, that was like all because of CrossFit as well. It taught me a good balance of like, hey, you can still do all this bodybuilding stuff and do all this functional stuff and find a good medium that worked for me. Yeah. I think that's a lot of key, especially with wrestlers. I find like training wrestlers, it's a well-rounded approach. I think that, that that's absolute key. Um, if you just sort of do one thing, unless like, hey, if you want to compete in CrossFit, then go all out CrossFit, that's it. But, you know, for like, I think wrestlers should have a, and I'll put in components of CrossFit into my programming as well, um, simply because of the fucking conditioning aspect. Like, fuck me. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to... Fucking Burpees fucking suck, up, man. man. Yeah. But have you found like, as obviously you're still, you know, pretty pretty new to this but as you <laughs> the more you wrestle the more you train and stuff like burpees become so easy yeah because you think how many times we're dropping down getting up dropping down getting up like someone says all right four minutes of burpees all right let's fucking go yeah, like, yeah i'm yeah, up yeah. for that well like, that's fine but like before like wrestling or like very early on i was like no way <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i know it sounds silly but like something that crossfit teaches like proper way to do a burpee and like be as efficient as possible to get from point a to point b and like i can watch other people and be like you're wasting so much movement on that burpee like yeah, yeah just little things like that that not a lot of people think about where makes did, a hell of a difference where did you train crossfit uh there was a gym in caroline springs called crossfit health creation okay cool and i don't think they're open anymore i think they actually shut down so wow. Let's see, man. There's a, lot, there's a lot of good coaches out there. And, you know, unfortunately, through all this COVID shit, like so many have just gone out of business. Yeah. Um, I've even seen it now. Like, we used to have like, P, like PTs knocking on the door trying to come in, um, you know, to like rent a space or get a job or something. And now with all this, gone. Like, yeah. Like zero. 
because you know, before COVID, there was like it's so easy to get a PT course. You know, half the problem was bad coaching, but there were so many PTs out there, and now it's just like zero done. And I'm trying to get someone in here. <laughs> yeah, the moment. yeah, it's very hard. Like I'm very selective in who I bring in, but um, yeah, there's just no one around. And no, a- I remember when we were, when I was working at the bodybuilding gym, we had a stack underneath the desk of like PT resumes that thick. It was like one would come in every day and be like, hey, I'm looking for a job, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, sweet, no worries. And you take it and just put it under the desk. It's like, there is no room for another PT here. We're not even looking. Just take the resume and put it on the pile. Yeah. But like, it was a hard slog for a lot of them. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's especially like first breaking in, it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. Like, especially if you go to like a commercial gym, it's, you know, the, the rent, man, you can almost just rent a house. Yeah. <laughs> you can well rent the house and like just, you know, train people out of your garage. That's what I've done. Yeah. Because um, it was a lot cheaper than going to one of these commercial gyms. And I got lucky going to like PT studios, very similar to like what we're doing here. Um, yeah, it was just really out of luck and trying to make connections. I was able to sort of break in and get past that point. But yeah, fuck, it's rough, man. It's rough for a lot of people. <laughs> Do you think a lot of people have been lost through like online coaching and stuff like that? Because I feel like I notice it now. You go on like social media and like fitness social media. So many people just get like 100,000 followers. And it's like cool, I'm going to create my own program now. DM me for my program. It's just generic crap. It's just, it's flooded. It's absolutely flooded. It's really hard. Look, I follow like maybe f- five coaches. <laughs> and they're ones that I like talk to and like try and have as like, that I'll, sorry, that I'll have as mentors. Um, but there is, I feel like sorry for like someone who's just trying to get into fitness or it's like, where do you fucking start? There is just so much shit, so much conflicting information. Like, fucking this diet let's go keto vegan like it's just you know intermittent fasting whatever it fucking is there's just so much information it's like where do i even fast where do i even fucking start yeah it's like oh shit okay i'm not gonna do anything (laughs) yeah and it's intimidating as well like coming from where i was i was scared to step into a gym for the first time so i my first sort of experience the gym was i was working out in my garage i had mum like take me to rebel sport and i bought one of those generic dumbbell sets and I was doing bicep curls in the garage. That, that's how I started because I was too scared to walk into a gym at 18 years old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Jeez. What's your training like now? What have, what have you been up to? Do you still do CrossFit or is it just... Uh, I feel like I'm probably back in sort of the old school bodybuilding ways at the moment. I'm like, you fucking put on some size. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've really regressed to like the old school bodybuilding and I'm just, yep, like upper body split. It's an upper body business is what Josh says. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing chest today and then I'm doing arms tomorrow and then shoulders and then back again. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like your your conditioning is still up. You're in conditioning tonight. It's great. You're fine. Um, yeah. And th- this kind of throwing this in sort of two, three times a week that keeps me with that good balance. And like, just even like the little things like walking the dog every day, like trying to get like 10,000 steps minimum, that's like little things and working. A v- I got a pretty sedentary desk job at the moment. So like just 30 minutes, middle of the day, I got to go for a walk just to stay sort of active. Little things like that, I think make a big difference. Yeah. Just getting some moving in, just yeah. getting something done. Like, Man, walking is so like underrated. Yeah. <laughs> walking is fucking great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, especially if you're conditioning. Like if you just yeah. build up like a good aerobic base, like you will recover so much quicker like during any sort of anaerobic activity. So like if you're doing your burpees or whatever, you might do a set or say like, uh, you know, we've done our, our drills in the class tonight. And yeah, it's gas. You gas while you're doing it. You feel fucked, but then like you recover so quick. Yeah. 
and then you're good to go again because you you have that aerobic base and that can just be built just from fucking walking. Yeah, which is good. How do you go? Um, oh, you you and Dave done a big walk, didn't you? Yeah. So and it was literally a piss take because it was like May fifty k when COVID first started, and the whole gimmick was like, yep, everyone's in lockdown, everyone's doing all this stuff. So to stay active for the month of May, everyone's going to commit to doing 50Ks for the month of May. And we looked at it and we're like, this is an absolute fucking joke. We can, <laughs> we can do that in one fucking day. And it was like, you know what Dave and I are like, we're just like, okay, we can do it in one day. Why don't we do it in one day? <laughs> so we, we did. We walked from Coburg in, at his house all the way down Sydney Road, past Melbourne Zoo, through the city, down along... Uh, the lake there, what's the lake called? I'm trying to think. Albert Park Lake. Yeah, around there, down St Kilda Beach, up the beach through the West Gate, back down the West Gate, back into the CBD, back up to Coburg to his house, and it was 50Ks. Jeez. And it took, it took us like 10 hours or something, 10 and a half hours, but like the blisters killed us sort of on the back end of the day. We're like, we're never doing that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> What was the most, like, you guys sort of, like, were you doing any walking then? Were you doing any running or anything? Or was it just like, hey, let's just fucking go? Um, I think it was very early days in lockdown. So, like, no one was really doing anything yeah. like that. And that was kind of a catalyst for me. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'm not as fit as I thought I was. I got, <laughs> I got actually heavily into running, like, the last lockdown, which I never run. I hate running. It's the worst. But I got really addicted to it same as what you're talking about bow hunting i was like i suck at this i need to get better at it so i set myself like i'm gonna do three k's in 15 minutes it's like cool i done that let's do three k's in 14 minutes let's do three k's in 13 minutes i got down to like 12 minute three k's like okay i'm going quick now and then lockdown ended back to the gym back to bodybuilding now i can't run again (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing like your conditioning builds up so quick but it drops off so much yeah and fuck i love that story i'm glad i asked i didn't know i knew i knew that you guys done the 50k uh, but i never knew why and that's great that's very similar to um it was the start of lockdown i got the same i was you know got into running because i fucking hated it and we just moved out into uh we live out in the middle of a wombat state forest and there's fucking nothing out there um I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? We just moved out of here. We're locked down. I'm like, I need to do something. Otherwise, my mind is just going to go crazy. And I had a full gym set up. Like, I was in transition of, of facilities. So, I had a full gym, my whole gym in my garage. So, I was pretty lucky in that sense. But I was still like, what the fuck am I going to do? I need to do something here. So, I got into running as well. And I ran, uh, fuck, I, you know, my whole life, I think the most I ran was like 10Ks. So, I'm like, oh, I'll run around the blocks, two, two and a half Ks. Yep, that's good. All right, tomorrow I'll run a marathon, see how it goes. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> I yeah. fucking nearly died. It was terrible. But so I got into running a bit and then a, same, a challenge popped up. And it was something I wanted to do because it was like, you know, for World War II veterans, it was uh, the Soldier On Challenge. Yeah. 96Ks, um, you had to go in March. Like you had the whole month of March to do 96Ks. And I was the exact same mindset. Fuck that. I'm doing <laughs> that all at once. And, you know, it took me... Um, Fuck, it took me 25 and a half hours. To yeah, get it done. <laughs> yeah no. Like, I walked it, but like, yeah, it was fucking terrible. I think it is a little bit of like, especially with David and I, it's like toxic masculinity. You're like, yeah, we can do that. It's an absolute fucking piss tag. And we yeah. just underestimated it completely. But for me, like, I was, I was so, I was very like in tune and I just had like this little voice, like, uh, like just calling myself out on my shit. 
because for so long I just I'd realize that hey I was just a fucking pussy. Yeah. Like you know they're saying like insecure, always falling into those insecure voices and everything, and realizing that I could be giving so much more. Yeah. And I saw the scene that challenge. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I could sort of break it up. Twenty here, thirty there, and break it. And that little voice would come in, like, fucking do it all at once. Yeah. And it'd come in, like, yeah, fucking, let's do it, let's go. But yeah, it ends up being bad. <laughs> it's funny to hear like other people's motivations and how they kind of get over that hump. Because yeah, for me, like sometimes it's, it's very different. Like I'm very competitive, so I'll look at other people. So like, especially on a wrestling show. I see people on before and like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Like, why am I panicking? They're not panicking. I could do this shit. Like, that, that's my mentality. So to hear your mentality is very, very interesting. Different. Yeah, that's cool. And that's why I wanted you on here, man. Like, it's this whole podcast is just, you know, sort of getting into Because I want people on here that it's all about being relentless. Yeah. Yeah. And you're definitely a relentless guy. Um, and I just want to, the same thing, explore other people's minds. Like, what motivates them? So looking back, like, you know, the first motivation was just fucking asking a chick out to start training. What sort of kept pushing that? Obviously, the environment you were around, being around those guys uh, helped that. But what sort of kept pushing you so hard? Was it you were sort of looking around at those guys being like, fuck, I want to be like them and that competitive aspect came into it? Or what sort of, what kept driving you through that? Um, I think a lot of it actually was probably that kind of became my identity. So I, I think in every friendship circle, everyone's got, you know, a guy for something like uh, that's that's the footy guy that's the the smart guy me I, I became the gym guy in every circle that i was i was in it was like cool connor's the gym guy so like whenever you like go to a function and be like yeah how you how you being connor like how's gym and it'd be like the first question asked every time so for me it was like i'm caught in this cycle where i'm the gym guy i gotta keep going because this is this is my identity now and i'm i'm not letting this go like this is a good thing for me to have and I'm just going to keep going with it. And it, it just kind of kept going, kept going, kept going until it was... Now it's like a lifestyle. I can't... As, right, no, I can as, as cliche as it sounds, like you just keep doing it until it's a lifestyle. And I couldn't imagine like waking up and saying like, I'm not going to go gym this week. Like that's just... It's just part of my routine now. Yeah, I completely get that. So the same thing. People ask me like, did you get up at three o'clock today? Did you go out and run? It's like, it's just it's fucking what I do now. Yeah just becomes a bit do you have those days do you have those bad days like i'm sure everyone does where you just like fuck i cannot be fucked yeah then um what, where do you sort of go with that is it's like no this is what we do and you get after it or what what goes on in your mind to push through those moments uh i think a lot of it is like like it's dave like as, as stupid as it sounds like it's dave if dave sends me a snapchat and he's in the gym working out i'm like fuck that motherfucker. I'm not falling behind him. Like, no. If he, if he's in the gym today, I got to go. Cause like he's catching my bench. I got to keep, I got to keep going. Cause he, <laughs> he can't catch me like that. It's as simple as that. Like we are competitive as shit. And like what you guys see in here is, is who we are outside. Like we push each other to the fucking limit. And I think for a long time, there's like, I'm sure you've had it too. Like being around the gym for so long, you have so many training partners and so many people that are like there along the journey, but like very few people actually stay for a long period of time. Dave's Dave's stuck around since I was 19. That's great. So yeah, he pushes me a lot. And we can tell that with you guys. Cause like <laughs> some of you, they talk about working hard, but we see that with you guys. Like we can tell like who you are. It's, it's exactly who you are. There's nothing like, you know, you're not putting anything on. There's no, you know, you're not living any sort of gimmick here. This is like who you guys are. And that's, I think that's what, uh, a lot of people like about you, which is great. Um, and that attitude is just constantly, you know, being competitive and pushing each other. I think, yeah, that, that's cool. That's no, cool. I think that's probably like the biggest thing we've learned here is like, 
as much as wrestling, you guys are brilliant at teaching the X's and O's. You know, anyone can learn how to do a, do a front roll. Anyone can learn how to take a back bump. What's that extra like X intangible? And I'm going to be, again, cliche as hell, but like, we got to be relentless here. <laughs> and that's probably the biggest thing you guys have taught us here is that little extra t- intangible factor. I think that's what's taken us over the edge. And, and I don't think it's a mistake or, or a coincidence that as soon as we started training here, things started happening for us. Yeah, 100%. That's great. And do you guys always train together? Do you ever train by yourself? Obviously, with the lockdown stuff, it was a bit fucking all over the place. But do you guys still like work out together now? We probably... Uh, <laughs> So he's moved to Albury, so that's probably changed things quite a bit. But like, even oh, when yeah. he was here, we probably didn't train as much together as what people think. And I think that's as maybe a product of me. I, I actually think I'm a bit of a solo trainer. I'm very much, when I go to the gym, I want to put my headphones on and get in some sort of zone. And like, I'm pretty, people tell me I got like resting bitch face in the gym and I'm like super, <laughs> super unapproachable. Like, as, yeah. as, like, you see me like when I come here, like I'm as friendly as anyone and like I want to be as loud and like welcoming. I hug everyone when I come in. But when I'm in the gym, like headphones go on, hoodie, hat down. Like I'm not looking at anyone. I just want to lift weight and yeah. I can be pretty fucking rancid. Like someone crosses my line of sight. I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. Watch me bench <laughs> now. <laughs> no, that, I definitely get that. That's for sure. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, yeah, I was under the impression that you guys just like, Worked out together every single day. Like, you just train together all the time. But, um, no, it's very similar to me and Josh. Like, fuck. He hated working out. Like, he hated it. Um, I remember he, I was training people down at, uh, NAW at George's gym. And he, uh, we had a mutual friend at the time. And he would just bugger, bugger, bugger. Ask Jake, I want to train, I want to train, I want to train. He was like 17 at the time. And eventually, I trained him. But I'm like, you need to fucking go to the gym. You need to start training properly. And I used to have to drive and pick him up at like 6 o'clock in the morning to get him out of bed, to take him to the gym just so he would train because he hated it so much. Uh, but obviously, you know, he was fell in love with it. And look at him now. He looks great. But um, everyone was under the impression that we would always train together. And for a period of time, yeah, until he was you know, competent enough to go on his own. And, you know, I like training by myself as well. Again, very similar mindset. I don't like training with people at all. Um but it can just be those little things, like a, a little simple Snapchat or a little quick conversation, especially, you know, we're around each other so much now, having the school and everything. Um, it helps drive you. It helps motivate you and just keep you going through those shit moments. But we've even had the discussion where it's like, even if I don't come in here for a week, I got to keep myself accountable and I'm going to make sure that you guys can know that I'm going to the gym. If I'm not here, I'm going to be in the gym and I'm going to be working out some way to get better at what I w- want to do. Like... Uh, I gotta stay accountable, and you guys are uploading on your social media. Hey, there's motherfuckers here working just as hard as what I need to be working, so I gotta stay accountable. That's it, hundred percent. That's why, yeah, being around like, environment is the biggest thing, and like who you surround yourself with. Like if you're just around your mates that are barely fucking working out, and look, I have a lot of mates like that. And you know, when it's time to kick back and relax, then I'm gonna go do that with them. Um, but yeah, a lot of people that I surround myself with and follow, they're fucking getting after it. So if I ever have a moment like that where I have to where I don't feel like getting up and fucking open my phone and I see someone's fucking getting after or getting a run in or lifting weight. Like, fuck. All right, let's go. You yeah. Know? So that's, yeah, it's, that's powerful. It's powerful yeah. shit. Yeah. Powerful it's, shit. It's, oh, for me, it's like, it's petty shit. <laughs> fuck that guy. I'm better than him. It's <laughs> 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 shit as it sounds, but it's petty. Yeah. That's where you would you would have killed CrossFit because you have the competitive nature and obviously CrossFit is all competition, which is good. 
how how did you find the uh, competition aspect of CrossFit? Um, I only did one open, and I've got the screenshot still on my phone. After the opening weekend of the first workout in the open, I was ranked 38th in the world, and that's like my claim to fame. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> <laughs> so it was like opening weekend, first workout got published, and it was like after the first weekend, I was sitting there on the ranking 38 in the world. I was like, this is my fucking claim to fame. And then I sat there and watched as the week progressed, I, I tumbled down. <laughs> but it was like out of like you 10, got that screenshot, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but it was out of like 10,000 submissions at the time, so it wasn't like a small base, but it was like 10,000 people had submitted their result, and I was sitting 38th in the world. Like this is fucking brilliant, and I felt like. This is great. Like, so I feel like it, as much as you want to be modest, I'm like, I was fucking good at CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. I had a similar thing with my band once. I used to play, like, I was not athletic. I fucking hated sport. Well, I hated it. Like, I tried footy. I sucked at it. I tried, you know, cricket. I sucked at it. Fucking tennis sucked at it. I was actually pretty decent at volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up just stopping because I had a shit mindset, man. But um. I was into music all through high school, like played in multiple bands and, you know, would tour around and stuff like that. And at one point, one of our, one of our songs reached like Triple J's Unearthed Punk Charts number one. Fuck yeah. And I was like, and it wasn't for long. It was only for a couple of days. Doesn't people, matter, man. I was like, Doesn't matter. Fuck yeah. And I was like so excited, like pictures of it. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for that moment, living that moment. Oh great. man. But like, it even got to a point, like if you go on like dating apps now, they like leave like prompts to like two truths and a lie like put down your two and i like have on my two truths like i was 38th in the world in crossfit like that's my claim to fame now. <laughs> i'll shout that out as much as i can man i just missed the dating the dating app fucking world like i when you know i was single there was nothing there was nothing around yeah. like you know you'll fucking chat on myspace you know and then facebook was just getting started there wasn't really anything around um, I miss that game. Obviously, married and stuff now. So. <laughs> Mate, you're living the good life. Oh, it's a it's, struggle out there. It's fucking great, man. It's uh, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine going back to what it was like being single. Like no way. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I mean, you have your moments, and like, like, oh yeah, this is fine. But yeah, I, I'm at the age now, like 27. I'm turning 28 this year. All the friends I went to high school with and stuff like that, they're all getting like engaged. So is weird fucking weekend last weekend i don't know what the fuck happened but eight engagements got announced last weekend on my social oh, wow. media feed and i was just i was watching it happen and i was sending screenshots to david like people need to calm the fuck down everyone's gotten out of lockdown like <laughs> we got nothing better to do let's get married now everyone needs to calm the fuck down what's happening that's the thing now like everything's open there's just weddings everywhere yeah. like weddings everywhere and lots of babies as well lots of lockdown yeah. babies <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying calm down like you got nothing better to do what do you do during lockdown to keep yourself entertained i got a dog that was probably the number one thing <laughs> yeah oh, cool awesome what sort of dog is it uh i got myself a border collie cross kelpie so nice. a lot of energy man fucking a lot of energy <laughs> <laughs> he does not stop like that's what i was saying like i was doing everything i can to like walk as much as possible through lockdown and i was walking 10ks a day and he'd come with me 10ks a day and we'd get home and he still want to go. Still want to go, yeah. He's obsessed with Crazy. the bas basketball. And, like, I don't know how. I've taught and, – and Dave will verify this. I've taught him how to play basketball. So I'll sit in the one spot and I'll take shots all day. And he'll just go pick up the basketball and bring it back to me. And, like, he, he's my rebound machine. So I just play basketball all day with him. And that's how I gas him out. That's insane. That's really cool. How <laughs> – I'm going to ask. How did the golf thing happen? Um, it was just boredom. I think, like, one day – um, I just put like 
you'd see it on like TikTok or like Instagram, people doing just trick shots and stuff like that. I got bored one night. And I just put one red cup down in the lounge room and I sat on the other side of the lounge room. And I was like, I'm just going to chip this ping pong ball into this, into this cup. And I uploaded it to social media. I was like, me chipping in. Yep, got it. And like people loved it. Like just straight away, people loved it. And like, you got to do this again. Like do something else, do something different. And I was like, oh, fuck, how do I, how do I top this one now? I was like, all right. Let's add a pan here and like bounce it off the pan and then into the cup. Let's add two pans. Let's add the stairs in and go off the stairs. Let's, let's add a cup and put a cup into another cup. It was just spiraled out of control till like submitting videos to the project. And like, yeah, that's my other claim to fame. Like, yeah, I was on TV, man. I was, I was on the <laughs> fucking project doing trick shots. Yeah. Did you ever play golf before this or was just out of board and like, hey, I'm going to pick up this club and just... No, no, no. I played golf. Like casually, so like that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, dad would get me into golf as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, with the sticks, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I'd okay, casually yeah. play here and there, but it, it's one of those things. Like we've all heard the phrase. It's like learning to ride a bike. You know, once you learn, you never forget. Yeah, golf, okay. golf is. is the fucking opposite. Like, <laughs> if you don't play golf for a month, you will forget everything, and it's the worst fucking sport for that. So, like, I'd go out of it for six months, and then I'd come back into it, and like play every weekend for six months and then I'd go out of it and sort of chop and change, chop and change. So like, I've always had sets and I like, I'd always do this stuff and that's what happened. I saw those trick shots. I was like, I can fucking do that. Like just going to do the trick shots. And that was, that was the shtick. And yeah, that's what I did during lockdown as well. That was before I got the dog, but like, (laughs) it was like every night I was like, what can I do now? What can I do now? I was like asking people on like Instagram, send me your suggestions. What do you want to see? Nice. That was really cool to see. That was awesome. <laughs> I suck at golf. I, look, I played maybe twice in my whole life. I may, might have been to a driving range maybe three times. But, man, I'll just... I don't know. It's one of the things you just don't, like, I just haven't got into. I think maybe I'll obviously play it more and get out there more. A lot of my mates like golf. A lot yeah. of my friends get into it and, yeah, maybe I should just go out and try it. But then yeah. I'm, like, worried because it's the same thing here with, like, the bar. It's like, fuck it. What if I get addicted to this? This is going to eat up my whole fucking day. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of time as it is. So. <laughs> I think the beautiful thing with golf is like so many people underestimate it. And like Dave's one of them. Dave watched me like I was uploading videos at the driving range, just casual shots, hitting the ball, hitting the ball. And he messaged me. He's like, I can fucking do that. No worries, man. Come on down. Come on down. Like Dave's bigger than me, like quite substantially. He's probably got 20 kilos on me. Um so he's like, if you can hit the ball this far, I can hit the ball this far. And he's watching me hit the ball. And like, uh, at this time, it was that weird phase in lockdown where like some things were open and some things weren't. And like driving ranges were the one thing that was open. Like I couldn't go to the gym. Fuck it. I'm going to go to a driving range every night. I, I got really good at one point. I was, I was like driving the ball like 300 meters. And like that's as most as I've been hitting the ball in a long time. Dave came with me, saw it. And he's like, fuck you, little man. If you can hit it 300... By the end of today, I'll hit one three, and he couldn't hit one past like fifty meters. <laughs> and he's the most like like Bambi on ice. Could not fucking swing the club to save his life. No hand eye coordination. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Something better at him. That's great. <laughs> oh man. All right. Fuck. We've been going like forty five minutes already. I knew this would happen. I'd end up just going for ages. Um, what I want to ask, like. What is what is the plan for Ricky Gilmore? Like, what what do you want out of wrestling? Where did this really all sort of obviously you know young kid you sort of you loved it and stuff, but where when when was the moment where you're like, hey, I want to do this like professionally? I want to get into this. Um, so Dave and I we kind of did it sporadically. We were training at another wrestling school on off on off and never really committed 
seriously and said like, okay, we're going to do it. And we kind of committed for like six months to a year, but like we kept falling out of it and coming back, coming back. And we both hit an age where it was like 26 years old. Like if we're going to do it, fuck it now or never, like we're going to fucking do it give it everything. And kind of at the exact same time that we said that you guys were opening up and it was like, we caught the ad on Instagram or something like, the Monday before your first session, like just as it was happening, like we sent in like applications, like, yep, we're coming down, cool. And we came down at the first session, like, yep, okay, cool. We're here now, we're gonna give this our all. We're gonna give it like 12 months, see what happens. If 12 months, nothing's really happening, so be it. But it's now or fucking never. And we're gonna give it everything we've got. So what was that moment like before you went to like the other school? Like when was it where you were like, hey, I wanna do this and give it a shot? Um. I think it's something that like probably every wrestling fan had like, cool. I want to give this a shot. Like I had a twin brother. So we were like doing wrestling moves on each other on the fucking couches at eight years old. So that would have been insane. A yeah. Twin brother. Yeah. To do wrestling moves. Oh man. I it's, had like those bash and brawlers. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, mom, mom fucking hated it. Cause we probably broke every bed in the <laughs> house, every couch in the house. <laughs> Um, but like, it's funny, people see my twin brother, like complete polar opposites, but like the one thing we always did bond over was, was wrestling and like, we do all the wrestling moves as much as like, don't try it at home. Fuck it. We'll try that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I think everyone wants to be a wrestler, but like, I can't even remember the moment. We're just like, we found a school and we're like, let's just give it a shot and see what happens and is what it is. And we kind of just half got into it, but like never really fully committed and it was when you guys opened up like okay fucking now like let's go this is it because like if we don't do it now i'm gonna be 30 in like two three years i I don't want to be the guy getting into wrestling at 40 years old or something like that like i gotta do it now yeah that's it that's good it's changed so much now like it's so it's almost like well, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's a lot easier to get yeah. into it now. It's like, hey, you can just come and like pay. You know, some places will do like tryouts and stuff and you have to try and get through that. But, you know, some places like us, you can just come in and pay and we can train you. Um, I remember when I started, I was like 13. And I'm like, I'll be a wrestler. And I had to wait to speak to George, Hitman Julio, after a show. Because um, they were advertising like during the show, if you want to be a wrestler, come speak to us after the show. Something like that this is it i want to do this because like from a young age when i was like seven or eight as soon as i saw it i'm like this is what i'm doing i want to do this so things change as we get as we get older but um when i told him and it's like how old are you and like oh, i'm 13 he's like ah piss off and that was it i was fucking <laughs> like my heart just broke i was like oh no i was going into it like all right this is my chance i'm gonna get to train as a wrestler and you know eventually a school opened up here in melton and it was open for like three days and then closed. I think I had one training session um, and then it closed. And so I ended up going back to George and lying about my age and, you know, I was able to train from there, but it was a lot tougher to, to get into back then. You really had to sort of know someone um, or just keep asking again and again and again to be able to just get in. Um, so it is a lot easier, but fuck it is. Do you know what? It, it's a lot harder now. It's harder to stand out because there's a lot more people around. And that's one thing that you guys are doing is definitely standing out by just being yourselves, like, this energy, like, it's, it's contagious as well, like, people love having that around, that attitude around, and is there any moments where you and Dave are just, like, fucking chill, or is it, like, non-stop all time like that? Um, 
Dave's nonstop like that. <laughs> but I can see you sometimes being like a little yeah. more reserved here and there, but I reckon Dave's like full on all the time. He's full on all the time and like he's just go, go, go. But like sometimes because Dave's like that all the time, it can force me to go the opposite way. And because Dave's so over the top 100% of the time, like I can't compete with that. So I'm not even going to try sometimes. Like it's, it, sometimes I, you drain your emotional battery or your social batteries. Like, I haven't got it in me right now. I'm just going to chill for 30 minutes, an hour, or, or see what it is. And Dave picks up on that. Like, Dave can see sometimes, like, Connor's not feeling it today. Like, i got to go support him. And, like, he can bring me up. Like, same as you have bad days, he'll force me through it. And I, c- I can bring it out of me if I need to. But, yeah, I think Dave's definitely on 100% of the time. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I have my quiet moments. Yeah, that's it. And where do you want to go with all this, man? Like, what's your... Were you just sort of getting in? It's like, hey, I'm just going to give it a shot on where I end up, where I end up. Or do you have, like, a set goal where you, where you'd love to work or where you want to go? Like, what's your plan? Yeah, I think probably what Dave and I do a lot different than a lot of people is we don't get caught up too much in looking forward or, or setting our sights way down the line that, you know, clouds what's happening now. I think for us what we want to do is... You know, we're enjoying this. Like we're we're having a shit ton of fun and we're enjoying every weekend for what it is, every booking for what it is. Like it's it it's a fucking blessing for us. So like we're just gonna have fun, enjoy the journey, see what happens. And right now for us it's just, like just saying yes to every opportunity and see what happens with that. Um when it comes to like setting goals for us, I think probably what we do a lot differently is like we set a lot of short term manageable goals. I think so many people get caught up in like, yep, I'm I'm gonna go work WWE. I'm gonna be a WWE champion. Like it's and like that's cool to have those dreams, but like that's just so out there. It's so far down the future. What are you gonna do between now and then to get to that point? And so like, I think that's what Dave and I do better than a lot of people. And that's so smart. And do you know what I reckon that comes from training? Like both of you know that from training. Like you yeah. might have like these long term goals in training, but it's like, what the fuck are you doing right now yeah. to get there? And that's how you should look at every goal. Like, okay, if your goal is WWE or you want to go to Japan, whatever it is, but like, what do you have to do to bridge the gap to get there? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people miss. Because uh, we'll ask people all the time, all right, what do you want to do? I want to go to WWE. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, okay, what are you doing now? It's like, I don't know. I want to go to WWE. And it's like, okay, do this. And nobody does it. They just they, they want that prize, but they're not willing to break it down and work through yeah. that. No, I remember. I think Josh asked me last year, like, what's, what's your short-term goal for the end of the year? And I remember my answer clear as day. I was like, you know, a thousand followers on social media. <laughs> He's like, cool, that's perfect. Like, sh- short-term, super- I think I had 900. I was like, going to get an extra 100 followers. Like, that's perfect. Perfect. Short-term goal. Yeah. That's what you want to do. And um, I think it's really good because, look, I've fucking done this in the past, but like, well, fuck this up in the past, but enjoying the moment. And yeah, there'll be, look, for now, like being like, you know, relatively new and, you know, what we call green in the business, like it's good to take on every fucking opportunity you can and get as much experience. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, we can, you can come in, you can show you the X and O's, but like it's experience is what's, once you show that, it's the experience. That's what's going to get you better. And that's what I've done. Is I enjoy, I took on everything. You know, I'd wrestle a night in, in here in Melbourne, then I'll drive straight to Adelaide, wrestle there, and then drive back for you know another festival somewhere in the country, and that was non-stop just to get those reps in. And I think one thing that I didn't do is, you know, sometimes I got like frustrated, mostly in like other people, uh, sometimes like in like with myself and certain companies, and you end up like 
not enjoying the moment. Yeah. But until I sort of like realize that, I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I love this. Like, I need to enjoy this. And once I like put that aside, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to fucking have fun and enjoy every moment. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. And all these opportunities started opening and obviously where we are now. So that's really cool that you, you're doing that now. And that's why we have this school is just so you can learn from all of our mistakes. Yeah. So. I think I think what you said though, like we know that we're still super fresh. Like we're green. Like we know we're, we can be a bit green. We're still like, that's what we're saying, rookies of the year. Because we're still fucking rookies. We're less than 12 months into this thing. Um, for us, sometimes there's a lot of moments where we're on shows and stuff like that go, this is fucking surreal. Like it's not lost on us that, yeah, we're still very new in this, in this industry and we're getting put in positions that we're like, we're blessed. Like, can't believe we're here. This is like, we're appreciating it for what it is. And we know that like, we're lucky to be here. You're just enjoying that ride. Yeah. But as well deserves because you're both fucking working hard too. So <laughs> thanks, coach. You, you need to fuck. You need, you need some reward from it, don't you? But like we we also like want to work hard because like we know we're representatives of you guys. You know, if we rock up to a show, we're in a relentless city. We're representing the gym, and we want to show that you guys put on a great show here. Like, this is as good a fucking gym that I've ever been into. That's not just a wrestling gym. Like that's just full stop gym. Doesn't matter wrestling, whatever. Like. What you guys teach us here and the X's and O's inside the ring, the X's and O's about like, you know, the functionality of the body and training and working hard. But then outside the gym, all the mentality stuff that you guys have taught us, like better than a lot of places I've ever been to. And that we want to represent that as best we can. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, you guys are fucking doing a great job. Of that. <laughs> That's good, man. All right. I think we're fucking done here. You have anything else you want to say? Where, where can be, what shows you got coming up? Um, so this weekend we are in Geelong for DMDU Malay at the Palais. I think I pronounced that right. Yeah. And then we got the Mayhem show on March 19th. March 19th. Get your tickets, berelentless.com.au. That's great, man. It's good having Ricky Gilmore here. Where can people find you? Yep. So on Instagram at BDE underscore Ricky Gilmore or on Twitter at Ricky underscore Gilmore. There we go. Go check it out. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 